Hey there, I'm Scott, and this is Tangents. Well, I have a guest tonight. Um, he's not probably going to be on camera. He might not be in audio. Uh, but if you hear him panting and running around, uh, that's Jasper. Um, watching him for the week, and so he's here. Um, hello. He's uh, very energetic, and uh, it's nice to have nice to have a dog around. I my my dog uh, Zona died. Um, it's probably been like six or seven years ago now. I don't even remember. It's like time time just slips by. It's crazy. And uh, it was really you know one of the biggest. Yeah, you know, I've I've lost other people. Lost my dad when I was uh, 21. Um, you know, I've had relatives and, uh, well, at least friendly acquaintances die. And uh, Zona's was one of the ones that hit me the hardest, honestly. Um, it's just, I guess, you know, this is someone who was a part of my life for, man, I guess 13, almost 14 years. I guess months shy of 14 years, and um, yeah, it was really, it was really it got me, and uh, in fact, so much so. I mean, I haven't gotten another dog since, and for a variety of reasons. Part of it is because I'm in my mind at least thinking I might travel at some point, and partly also just that, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Don't really want to feel like I'm replacing her with with someone else, you know? Probably, yeah. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. Um, just, you're a good boy. Yeah. So what I want to talk about today is something that, um, it's, it's actually something that I think unreasonably about. It came up recently because my mom sent an article about, um, I, she likes to send kind of random articles to um, to my partner and my sister and, you know, like kind of just as a group, uh, myself. And one of these articles a few days ago was terms and phrases that you could say that make you sound weak. And I knew when I saw it coming in, one word was going to be in there. I, I just knew it, you know. And it's, it's a word that I use perhaps to excess, although I, I used to think I used it excessively, and now I think it's just like part of, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you would say my dialect of, of English, my particular um, set of phrases and words that, uh, that I use. And it's, it's a term that I know a lot of people kind of look down upon, and of course, like this article said, you know, makes people think you're weak. Um, I don't think it does mean that you're weak. I, I don't, when I'm using it, it's not like I'm sitting there cowering, oh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, to me, I think honestly, like a sign of just courtesy and respect and just, yeah. And, and I do think there are cases where you really mean it fairly strongly. And then there are cases where you're just kind of saying it, not that you're saying it meaninglessly, but it's not like, you know, a deep thing. It's just kind of a, a thing you say. And this word is 
sorry. And I, I really, I don't know why I kind of flipped on this. I, my, my, generally speaking, I have relatively stable ideas about a lot of things. It's not to say that I don't change my mind about a lot of stuff, but uh, a lot of things where they're kind of a weekly held thing, I, I, it's more in flux. But if it's something where I'm kind of, you know, I've made up my mind about it a bit, it doesn't change as often. Um, I, I mean, one thing that did change recently, and this is kind of one that I've gone back and forth on a couple of times, but uh, I watched Hamilton again a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was in LA visiting my mom and sister. And I watched it and I really enjoyed it. And the first, well, when I first heard about it, I had no interest in it at all. Yeah, it's a musical. It's about the founding fathers. It just is like, that does not even appeal to me a little bit. And then I heard people, I heard enough people who I like and respect talking about it that I started listening to it and, you know, listening to the soundtrack. And I mean, come on, it's pretty fucking good. You have to, I have to concede it's good. And then finally, I ended up watching it with my mom and sister in L.A., um, several years ago now. And in those, you know, when, when I saw it, fucking really, really fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot. And then after that, I, I heard a lot of people talking about it and a lot of people kind of shitting on the whole idea that, uh, yeah, well, people are, gesundheit, people are, you okay? I'm not going to edit that out. I'm sorry. Um, but that is not me, by the way. But uh, you okay? He does this. It's, it's, not a, it's a normal thing for him. Um, are you okay? You sound, you sound sick, dog. This is, this is weirdly normal, but never, no matter how many times I hear him do this, never does it sound okay to me. Um, but anyway. Yeah, people were talking about it and they were kind of you know, sort of talking negatively about how it was really not necessarily venerating, but putting the, the founding fathers who were, to say, a little bit problematic individuals in a very positive light. And, you know, it's kind of sort of changed my perception of it, was a little put off, kind of eh. And then, yeah, I knew I was going to watch this again. And it, it was scheduled, I don't even know, like almost two years ago. Originally, we were going to watch it and then the pandemic hit. Um, so it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back until yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And then I, I, in the lead up to it, I started listening to it again. And I was like, I actually really like this. And I saw it and yeah, it was pretty fucking good. Um, not as good, unfortunately, as the first time I saw it. Uh, the guy playing Hamilton and the guy playing, um, who was actually Burr, um, they were not as good. I don't know if it was that they were not, you know, as good as, you know, I, I suspect maybe they were just not as well practiced or, yeah, I'm sure they were very skilled people. I'm sure, like, if I tried either of those roles, I would embarrass myself beyond belief so you know but 
it was it was definitely like a little bit of a letdown, but it was still really good. Um, it's it's an interesting thing. It says something about how good this thing is that even when it's not at its best, it's still pretty good. But anyway, I mean that's just an example of me changing my mind a little bit over time. And with the sorry thing, I used to feel so bad about it because I would just you know I I I probably say sorry a dozen times a day. Um, you know, just in normal conversation. And I'm often very self-conscious about it. And for a long time, I tried to, you know, suppress it. I tried to not say it. And, you know, cause, because of this idea that, you know, it makes you, it makes you weak. It's like, you're cowering. I mean, there's this perception that's so fucking weird. It's almost like this insole kind of alpha beta kind of male thing that people have these just distorted ideas about. Uh, but, you know, there's this perception that you can't say, you can't apologize. You can't, you know, actually say you're sorry. I mean, have think about how fucking horrible that would be. And you certainly can't accept responsibility or, and again, I'm, I'm not always using it in the sense of accepting responsibility. I'm sometimes saying, you know, I'm sorry, that's unfortunate, um, is the way that I, I use it. I have, I'm sorry, apologetically. And then I have, I'm sorry, like, I that sucks, I feel for you. And it annoys me, you know, especially the more I think about it. Really annoys me that people they have this weird extra layer that they're just foisting upon me with it. it it's one of these things that's like, uh, I don't know, you know, it, it's part of who I am, honestly. And it's not something, I, I don't think it's a, it's not like a, a weakness or a flaw that I want to change and improve. You know, there are things, there are certainly things that you can always improve about yourself. Uh, saying you're sorry too often, not really high on that list. Um, now it, it is different, of course, if you're saying like you're sorry and you're cowering and just like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, please don't beat me. Yeah, I, which I think is how some people like interpret it, but it's just, it's just not how I mean it at all. Um, it's, it's funny, actually, I, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to deviate from my standard plan here. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about this social network called Twitter. You probably have never heard of, uh, but a couple days ago, um, Elon Musk said something really shitty to, um, Bernie Sanders. I uh, said, I didn't realize you were still alive. And I gotta tell you, I mean, it's so just it's more sad than anything, honestly. It's just like, come on. Um, and then they went back and forth. Well, they didn't really go back and forth. I think Bernie's pretty much above it, but a lot of people went back and forth. And in doing this, I, I, I tweeted a couple things, not even that much, but these Elon, I guess there's a combination. It's hard to, it's hard to tease apart. Some combination of Elon, I, fan is not even the right word. They're just like sycophants. They're like literally just jacking the guy off. You know, like I, I, I don't know what it is that people think they're gonna get out of this. I don't, I don't know if they think that, I, I always assume they're kind of like, oh God will smile down. Upon. If, if I'm sufficiently servile, then God might notice and smile down upon me and drop, you know, some money or, 
you know, some who knows what, I, whatever the fuck they think. I don't know. I don't care. But it's just weird. There, there's a, a cartoon. It's like gum. It's a Simpsons thing. Well, cartoon. Uh, drawing. You know, not an animation. But Elon, or like Elon Musk, valid criticism. And then weird nerds are like jumping in between to protect him from it. And it's fucking spot on. It's fucking weirdos that, that just are obsessed with this dude. And to be fair, I like every fucking, well, 99% of the time when there's a launch, um, I'm, I'm watching it. Uh, whenever they're doing anything with uh, Starship, uh, I'm fucking watching it super heavy. I follow that stuff closely. I own a Tesla. Um, you know, it's, it's not that I intrinsically hate everything that the guy has done. In fact, I, I find it really frustrating because there's so much cool stuff like in SpaceX or from Tesla or these, some of these companies. I mean, some of them, you know, the boring company is a little bit full of shit, but Tesla and SpaceX, I like some of the stuff they're doing. They're pushing the envelope in certain ways. In other ways, they're doing dumb things like um, Teslas and tunnels rather than, you know, like, I don't know, trains. But never mind that now. But, you know, you, you sit there and you look at this stuff and it's just like, it, it's just frustrating. That's, that's all I can say. It's just disappointing. It's also disappointing that, you know, it, I don't know if people were responding to that or they were responding to uh, somebody tweeted, uh, you know, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, this is the net worth of, and then they list a bunch of people, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, um, I, I assume Gates was on there, yeah, a handful of people. And it's like, oh, they've gone from like tens of billions to hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, certainly uh, Zuckerberg was on there. And, you know, you look at this and I, I certainly, I don't know, I, I think we're at a point and I think honestly, like these guys, more than anyone else, they have a vested self-interest in doing something about this because they're like, the amount that they are accumulating is so excessive and so exorbitant that at some point, you know, this is one of these things I think, you, you can stretch something, you can stretch it and stretch it and if that rubber band sometimes goes beyond what you would imagine is even possible. But at a certain point, physics takes over and it will snap. And if it snaps because you stretched it too much and you were really winning under things the way they were, you probably stand more to lose than most people. You know, if somebody's poor, they're not, if, if the global economy pops or if suddenly there's a massive tax on wealth or, you know, I don't know, people start breaking out guillotines, the poor person's probably okay. Um, the massive multi-billionaire, you know, you might, you might be concerned a little bit. There might be some things to worry about. And, you know, I mean, like, just don't take fucking everything. Like, leave a little bit, leave some crumbs for people. And so you see this kind of stuff and yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's frustrating and it's sad. And it's, it's also like, there's so much bullshit about the, and I don't know, I, 
I have tried uh, for a long time, um, starting a company, running a company, doing spinoffs and, you know, like some of the stuff actually makes money and we have employees and, you know, it's like, but I see this shit about like self-made billionaires, self-made, you know, and and then you look at the situations that these guys came from, like uh, Bill Gates, his mom, I think was on the board of um, IBM. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure on the board of IBM. And then it's like, Hey, give my son a chance. You know, it doesn't sound like much, but that is a massive kind of leg up. Now, Gates certainly did some serious stuff. Jasper, give me some time. Um, Gates did some serious stuff and I'm not a fan of his certainly, but you definitely could see like the stock, the either the stock price or the market cap of Microsoft was like going and going and going. And then Gates retired and Balmer took over and it just inflected the flat. Uh, it's really, I don't follow stocks that much, but that's one of those things where you're like, okay, maybe, maybe Gates was actually doing something. Um, still makes him, you know, kind of a shit ass, but, uh, you know, I, I do think there is the getting to the position where, you know, like there are probably tens, hundreds of thousands, millions of people who could have done something similar, but they never would have gotten to that position because they didn't have the mom helping them out. They didn't have, you know, just, I mean, in his case, like massive dickishness was a, was a major factor. Um, I guess this is a common thread among these people. Um, but you know, you have, um, like Elon Musk, there's a whole myth of like, Oh, he came to America with just no money and he was living on, and it's like, yeah, kind of, but, uh, also dad had a emerald farm and, uh, yeah, mine. And yeah, he went to Stanford and I'm not saying going to Stanford automatically like opens up doors for you, but you go to Stanford and I mean, it's really fucking close to Sand Hill. It's in a situation where there are a lot of people who are founding companies, a lot of people who are connected to VCs, a lot of people have a lot of opportunities. And when you go there, um, and, and it's, I'm not quite saying I regret not doing it because I do think I got a perfectly good education at ASU and Hawaii, University of Hawaii. And I don't, I don't regret either one of those, but I do get frustrated sometimes because I know I, I, I absolutely am certain if I would have gone to Stanford or MIT or something like this, I may not have gotten a better education, but I would have gotten connections and a little bit of cred that probably would have made raising money a lot easier. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to name names, but I know people who, you know, they got their PhD at MIT and uh, they have startup, com- like even sometimes multiple startup companies, which are physically just not plausible. Like the stuff that they're supposed to be doing does not work. Fundamentally cannot work. Uh, like violates the laws of thermodynamics and yet they've raised like hundreds of millions of dollars and they've got companies that have been running with a bunch of employees for, you know, five, 10 years. And it's annoying. It's really fucking annoying. Uh, yeah, it's not quite maybe as bad as Elizabeth Holmes, but it's bad and it's really frustrating. And so I get annoyed with this shit. I get annoyed with the Elon Musk's self-made bullshit. I, I get annoyed with, um, 
you know, like Bezos got a few hundred K loan. And also, I mean, one of the things that you have to understand about these people and then this whole concept of self-made, you know, it's like, okay, well, they put everything into some company kind of, you know, but the thing is all of these people, if their company would have imploded, if all of their investment would have gone to zero, they'd still be fine. They'd still live a perfectly good upper middle class life for probably, like probably into perpetuity. Um, and they'd certainly like land on their feet. They wouldn't be homeless or, you know, struggle paying rent or bills or anything. I mean, yeah, just the difference between that and, and I always, I always say like, I'm relatively privileged. I still have been in the position where like, I haven't been able to pay bills for a month or two. I've been in the position where I couldn't afford my ACA premium. Um, not, not even that long ago, several years ago, I was, uh, you know, just not able to pay myself for a couple months. And, uh, you know, you get in that situation and it's just like, fuck, you know, now maybe I could have gotten, uh, some help there just, you know, but I'm, I'm, it's kind of a stupid thing. I don't know why I just, uh, you know, I will ask for help, but this kind of help, uh, the just like, doesn't feel right. And also it's one of these things where you're like, well, you know, we'll get a contract or something soon and I will be able to, to afford to, to get back on this. Yeah. Although of course that one was an ACA plan. Um, one of the, the ACA plans I've had were, they pretty much ranged from not good to just abjectly just awful, awful fucking, you know, excuse for insurance. These are things where they would be, yeah, you're, you're paying a high, okay. If you're making 20 or 30 grand, you're maybe getting fully subsidized, but if you're making even like the median household income, sort of say 60, 55, 60 grand, whatever it is, uh, you're making that much or more, uh, you're paying a lot per month for these ACA plans. And, you know, there's this massive gap that you have to, to, you know, just in terms of deductibles and this kind of stuff. And they're just not good plans. Yeah. I, I, after, after I was not able to pay my Oscar plan, which was a completely stupid thing I should never have gotten into. It's like a, I think it's Kushner, right? So massive red flag there. I was an idiot to ever get that, but I don't think that I had like three options. It was Oscar and like two other companies I'd never heard of. All of them are, I, I don't think there's a good option there as part of the problem. They're all shitty. And this one, like they had a situation where it was like, okay, well, if you don't pay your premium for one day, more than one month, you totally lose your plan and you can't get back on it until open enrollment again in December. And I couldn't pay it um, in the summer. And in, in this case, actually, I could have paid it on a credit card, but they wouldn't accept the credit card payment. They would only accept debit or, um, you know, transfer. And so I wasn't able to pay it and I lost the insurance. If I would have had a catastrophic problem, then I'd have been fucked because I had no insurance at the time. And even when I had insurance, you know, it was so shitty that like I went to the doctor once before with the insurance. Um, I, I don't know. I had, uh, 
I don't think I had strep throat, but I had something that needed antibiotic. Something like strep throat, maybe. Maybe it was strep throat. In fact, it was strep throat. Never mind. I had strep. So, had that, uh, got an antibiotic, and uh, paid, I don't know, 100 something. Lost the insurance, went to the doctor, and went in for something else. Don't even remember what. Probably like asthma, or almost certainly asthma. Um, same appointment, same, you know, all of the same stuff. And it was cheaper paying cash than it was with the fucking insurance. The copay that I had with my insurance, which was, I, I believe, covering something, was more than when I paid cash. Jasper. Jasper. So, usually there's no reason to watch the video other than just to, to see me. In this case, hold on one second. Come here. Come here. Up we go. Up we go. There we go. So this is Jasper. What's going on here? And if you're listening, then sorry, he's just, uh, yeah, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. I'm going to put you down now, though. There you go. I will play with you in a minute. So anyway, getting distracted, but it, it was just, it's so bad. It's so dumb. And it's one of these things also, like, I, I pay a little bit of attention to, like, the NHS in the UK and some of these other you know, healthcare systems, which are much better than ours. There's this push, and it's been like a, it's not like a recent thing, it's been decades, that the Tories have been just systematically underfunding NHS. And this is the standard model that everyone that wants to do this privatization bullshit does. They defund stuff to the point where it just doesn't work, um, whether it's education or healthcare. And then when it doesn't work, people are like, oh, this is so bad. Oh, guess what? The fucking people who defunded it have the solution, which is privatize. And interestingly enough, a lot of the money and you know political influence that's been going into that is coming from here, where we have really one of the shittiest healthcare systems. Um, I'm not going to quite say in the world, because obviously there are worse ones, but certainly in terms of peer countries, by almost any metric, we're down at the bottom. We suck hairy goat taint. And yeah, it's just, it's one of these things, like people get shitty about Bernie Sanders. Elon Musk gets shitty about the guy. All of his fans get shitty about him. Literally all Bernie wants all that he's worked to do is to get us world-class healthcare that's not um, that's not a just complete flaming turd, you know, to get us to the world standard. Not even like to be number one, but to be like decent. Whereas we are just ridiculously bad. We spend, yeah, I, I say these numbers all the time, but we spend like a fifth of our GDP on healthcare, and yet we have worse outcomes shrinking, you know, decreasing lifespans, all this kind of shit. And, you know, like worse infant mortality, because we have so much pro-life here that we, you know, terrible infant mortality, ter terrible mat maternal mortality, and we're paying more for it. And then people are like, oh, well, you know, socialism, you'll have these lines and things. Fucking hell no. Yeah. For most stuff, if you go to, even with the underfunding, if you go to an NHS facility, you get seen right away. It's better than here. 
If you go in France, you, know, you have this carte vitale. And the carte vitale has all of your shit on it. All of your information. You know, every time you go to the hospital here, or the doctor, or anything like that, any specialist, anything that you see, you have to fill out 10 pages of bullshit. You know, your medical history, all of this stuff. That stuff is all on your carte vitale. And you just give it to them, and it's there. And you're pretty much covered with it, too. Or if you're paying anything out of pocket, it's like a nominal amount. Like, just pocket change. Like, you can do it. Uh, and in, in fucking France, pretty much everywhere, as far as I know, they have SOS medicine. So this is like, uh, you know, instead of going to the emergency room, where here you go to the ER, or usually urgent care because it's cheaper. And usually there you're seeing a PA, not an actual doctor. Um, I have friends who are PAs, and I'm sorry, I, I like you, I respect you, not a fucking doctor. And there's a difference. There's a big difference. Like if I'm going to somebody for something, I would much rather go to a doctor than a PA. Or what is it, the LNP or whatever the nurse equivalent is that you know, thinks they're a doctor but not. Uh, but they're cheaper than doctors, you know. Um, my sister's an anesthesiologist. There are these nurse anesthetists who are really, um, yeah, they, I mean, they're basically like technicians who do anesthesia. And the difference between like my sister's training and expertise and one of theirs, um, it's, it's massive, but they're a lot cheaper. So insurance companies and providers like them. And it's just like annoying, like our whole system is all optimized for cost, which is what, it, if you're, it's the whole fucking stupidity of privatization and for-profit, because if you are doing things for-profit, and especially if you're like a publicly traded company, you have a legal fiduciary responsibility to your, tri to your shareholders to maximize profit. And if you're maximizing profit, that doesn't mean you're optimizing for healthcare, it just means you're increasing the amount that you're taking in as much as possible and decreasing the amount that you're putting out as much as possible, which often means you're charging ridiculous premiums or ridiculous drug prices and you're giving shit, like absolute fucking shit. Um, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and it's slow enough that people don't completely revolt because if you would have taken the healthcare system, like somebody from 50 years ago and dropped them into today's healthcare system, they'd go fucking nuts. It's, it's, you know, it's not just that it's bad and it's not like it's always been bad. It's, it's never been great here, but it's definitely much worse now. I'm not a, I always have to say, not a nostalgia guy, but there are some things, um, the past is the worst, but there are certain aspects of the past that were slightly better. Um, not that I want to revisit the past. I'd like to get to the future and make the future fucking better. Um, make the future much better than the past. So it all looks like shit because that's where we should be. You know, it should be a progress. You should be getting better at things, not deteriorating. Um, but anyway, I, I think I'm about to, to sort of fade out. So with that, um, I'm sorry, no, but really, um, man, that, uh, one of those Elon people came in, um, came in my mentions on the YouTube thing and they're like, oh, I, I can't even remember what they said. And annoyingly, like, kind of ticks me off, actually. YouTube must have flagged it as abuse or, you know, just, I didn't, I, I could see the notification. I couldn't see the actual comment and respond to it. Uh, but it was basically somebody saying, like, oh, nobody's ever going to watch your stuff. 
which if they would have watched my stuff before, they'd know, you know, like I'm not putting these out there for people to, it, it's great if people watch or if people listen and I appreciate it when you do, but I'm putting these out there almost as an exercise for myself. Um, you know, it's not the, I, I hope it's worth watching and enjoying and listening to, uh, but it's, it's also for me. If it was something that I was expecting a ton of people to watch, I probably would not have Jasper here. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, that part was weird. And then it's like, oh, you're, you're like a, whenever I see somebody like you who's a strong guy on Twitter, then I know you're going to be like, I, I, the thing that's weird about this is I'm not pretending to be a strong guy on Twitter. I'm being myself. You know, I was like, I'm not like, oh, I'm a tough guy. You know, I mean, what, there's a lot going on in these people's minds that's not in reality. Um, and then, you know, the one, what else did he say? It was like, um, you look like a beta male or some, you, you guys always look like, uh, like I think you're going to look, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I look like. That's great. Yeah. Um, which is funny because actually Elon, you know, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him when he was younger. Um, yeah, he was not doing so well in the hair department. He got plugs. Um, but yeah, I could do that too, but I'm not kind of that. Yeah. Anyway. So with that, just kind of fucking weird. Um, I hope, uh, I hope this person actually, yeah, like wakes the fuck up. It'd be nice. Um, but you know, short of that, they can go fuck themselves. I don't really give a shit. Um, but with that, I am going to bounce for now and I will, I will entertain you now, dogs. Uh, um, I'm also so fucking tired. It's, I, I talk about that all the time, but it's just the most frustrating thing. Just like this sleep shit. Like, you know, I remember what it was like to, when I was a kid, I could like, it wasn't even that I tried. It was just, I would sleep in, you know, to 10, on the weekends, my natural time would be 10 AM would be like an early wake up or maybe a noon or even one o'clock. It's just normal. Now, like I'm waking up, I, I woke up last night at like 3.30. I, I got a little bit of a nap the previous day. And if I get a nap, I get punished for it by waking up even earlier. If I don't get the nap, I get up at like 5.30. And you know, I get the nap and it's like my brain will not let me, physically will not let me get like even caught up on sleep. It's just always gotta be not enough. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm tired and it's only like 9.30 now. It's just depressing. But with that, and with apologies for blathering there, I, uh, as always, do appreciate you, uh, you watching. Even the guy who's sitting there, like, calling me a beta or all this bullshit. Like, I mean, you know, grow the fuck up, dude. Uh, it's, it's sad that people, it, it, this feeds in. The reason that I mention this is that it does fit in, I think, with the whole sorry thing. Because... Yeah, I'm not sitting here trying to like mold an image for myself to be like, oh, I'm, I'm a strong, tough guy. I'm, this is why it's so ridiculous. The the comment said that I was, you know, the Twitter internet tough guy. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. I'm not pretending to be anything. I'm certainly not, you know, framing myself in that way. Um, but you have these people that are just like so obsessed with social ranking and, you know, there's a weird distorted idea 
of alphas and betas and just, you know, like everything. I mean, it's like the fucking insole thing too. I mean, just, it's, it's really sad, honestly. And it does make you wonder, like, I mean, I mean, when you're that socially, uh, you know, I, I don't want to use the R word, but you know, like you're socially behind, um, like, and, and a lot of people are in that position. It, it makes you wonder, like, where are we going as a society? I mean, like, catch the fuck up, guys, please. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with that, I'm going to fall asleep if I keep talking. So probably boring the shit out of you now. Um, and I know I'm blathering on. So uh, as always, take care. Zai Jen.